Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another and one of the very first episodes of All Turns No Breaks 2021. It is myself, my girl Tam, and my man. Front row Kenny, what are you guys up to? How are you guys feeling? Big things popping, big things popping. Wait, that was a song from back in the day. I just don't know what song it was. I don't even think I <laughs> know the lyrics of that song. I just felt like saying big things popping, big things popping. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what song that was too. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I made it up. Big things popping. Nah, that was a song. <laughs> it had to have been a song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what it do, everyone? How are you, Renee? How are you, Kenny? Doing good. Yo, I am living. It is raining like crazy in Charlotte. <laughs> Yo, in Renee's home state of Texas, they got black ice jackknife trucks or trucks jackknifing. It's a lot going on. Is your family okay, Renee? Yeah, thank you for asking, Tim, but I certainly did. I talked to uh, my mom this morning because I didn't realize up until... Last night, I was actually looking at my brother's uh, Snapchat account, and he was uh, Snapchatting all the ice and then the snow that was coming down, and my niece was out there playing, and, and then I realized like it was getting really bad, only because I heard about the major accident over, I think it was near Fort Worth, or in Fort Worth, I should say. A few people had uh, died, and I was like, oh man, I was like, this is getting, this is bad, and uh, the black ice all over the place, and and cars slipping and sliding and, and, and crashing in one another. I called my mom to make sure that they were okay. Now, my mom is in Houston, but my brother and my sister-in-law and his family, they live up in the Dallas area, so I, I wanted to make sure they were okay, which they are, thankfully. But my mom said it just snowed a lot where, where down over in Houston. But the problem is, there is is that it caused a, a breakdown in, in the electricity. And I don't mean just a block or a certain section of Houston. I'm talking about like, there's a lot of people down there uh, who don't have electricity because everything froze. I mean, it's the most craziest thing ever, and it'll hardly ever snow down in Houston. Thank God that I'm in California, not to dismiss what they're going through <laughs> yeah, in Texas. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but in California, it's like 69 you got to and... <laughs> drive to the snow. And that's yeah. perfectly okay with me because I will not be driving to the snow. In fact, I drive the opposite way to the beach. and. Looking at the weather forecast for Los Angeles, California for the next seven days, it yep. is going to reach 80 degrees by Saturday. And that's okay with me. And Kenny, Man, yeah. I know you said that it's raining out there in Charlotte. <laughs> I don't know if when the NASCAR folks left Daytona, they brought the rain back to Charlotte, but <laughs> probably likely. What do you think? <laughs> Man, it has been raining for the last two days. It rained all Sunday, all of today, basically, as I look out my window now, it's still raining. And I think tomorrow is the first day in two days that it's going to actually have a break and it's actually going to be sunny, hopefully. But that stuff in Texas is crazy. I've seen the videos. I remember watching someone's video on Facebook of like the cars like piling up and I've seen something like that happen. In another instance on a highway and just some of those impacts were just crazy. So just to anyone that is out there in Texas or any other place where it actually has winter precipitation, 
take your sweet ass time when you go out. Or don't go out at all if you don't have to, please, because it, it gets crazy. Indeed. Well, hey, people tuned in to listen to us talk some NASCAR, and we're going to jump right into it because the Daytona 500, I can't say that it was a wild one. We had the big one pretty early, and then there was a long stretch where I was like, I actually think we're going to get through this race, especially the last couple of laps without an accident and of course as they were coming down the home stretch to the checkered flag then we had I don't know if we can consider it a big one but we had an accident so before we break down all of the accident and what happened and our thoughts about the race let me give you guys a recap a refresher whatever you want to call it of the top 10 you already know Michael McDowell won the race he won his first Daytona 500. Actually, was that his first cup race win, Kenny? Yep, first win in 462 attempts, I believe. So, wow. Yeah. You know what? Good for him. Good for him, man. <laughs> that That's is so crazy. Wild. That is wild. Was that Love's first time in the winner's circle? Yeah, that was... Yeah, actually, yes. That had to have been their first time in... It seems like this type of year always lands on a wild winner. 2001, obviously, we know it happened in 01. Michael Waltrip won. 2011 was Trevor Bain, and he was the youngest to win the Daytona 500, I believe. And now we have Michael McDowell in 2021. So there you go. <laughs> so every 10 years, we have something crazy happen. We have a wild winner. Well, I won't say a wild winner, but you guys know what I'm saying. Can't wait for 2031. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems so far away, but the reality is it was just 2010. That's so crazy. When it was 2000. Kenny, you weren't even, were you born? You were born in the 90s, right? Yeah, 95. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 95. T 2010 is wild that it's gone now. <laughs> you didn't know anything about Y2K because you were five years old, but Y2K had people scared. They had a shook. We were like, wait, is the world going to crash because the computers can't read 2020 or 20, 2000 rather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a wild time. I just want to throw this in there only because Kenny just said it and it just re I, it just made me realize something. Kenny, you said you were born in 95. My son was born in 94, which means my son is a year older than you. <laughs> Man, it, it perspective wow. makes it so crazy. As a matter of fact, let me say this since we're talking about NASCAR. Well, I'm actually older than a couple tracks on the NASCAR circuit. Well, former, wow. I guess I could say one. I am older than the Kansas Speedway, which came around in 2001. And I'm also older than Chicagoland, just off the top of my head, because I think that's also 2001. Crazy to think that. Well, I don't even want to talk about. Renee and I age, uh, maybe we're <laughs> older than more than a few drivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah, we're just going to laugh and keep it moving. In any event, <laughs> Chase Elliott, your 2020 NASCAR Cup champion, he came in second. <laughs> wow. We're clearly older than Chase go. Elliott. Wait, how old is Michael McDowell? That's a good question. Okay. Let me finish this top 10 because I'll have all these yeah, little questions come up. So Chase Elliott, 
came in second, Austin Dillon. Hey, top five. Take that, take that, all you Austin Dillon haters. Kevin Harvick came in fourth. Denny Hamlin, who we all thought was going to go for three in a row, he actually led so many laps, but he came up short. He ended up in fifth place, and Ryan Priest came in sixth. Ross Chastain, he came in seventh. Jamie McMurray, who came out of retirement, so I guess he unretired, if that makes sense, to run in the Daytona 500, he came in eighth. Corey LaJoy, who sported a new haircut, actually texted Kenny during the race or prior to the race, they showed him walking, I guess, across the grid or something. I, I just remember seeing him. I was like, who is that giving us the F1 swag? And Kenny was like, that's actually Corey LaJoy. And I was like, he looking like an F1 driver over here. And <laughs> last but not least, Kyle Larson, who quietly or unquietly, I don't know, however you want to say it, he rounded out the top 10 with a P10 finish. Notables. We have a few notables. Joy Logano, (laughs) only because it looked like he was going to win coming down that last lap, and it just did not work out. And you can blame whoever you want to blame, whether you want to blame Michael Medal, Brad Keselowski, whoever. It didn't work out. And it was crazy because for him to actually be in the lead and end up in 12th place, that's just Daytona. There's, that's just Daytona. There's no other way to say it. Brad Keselowski, who was also right there at the end, but I don't know if he was trying to make a move or what. I, I've watched the replay, but I haven't quite digested what happened. But Brad Keselowski was going for his first Daytona 500 win, and he came up short once again. He came in 13th. Bubba came in 17th. And Bubba actually had a pretty good day until he had to pit. And I think he pitted with 22 laps to go. And once he had to come in and pit, it was a wrap. So he ended up being one lap down. And from that, he was just there. I don't want to say there to be there because that's not the correct thing. But yeah, it it was a wrap. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. And there were only 11 drivers on the lead lap at the conclusion of the Daytona 500. And that 11th driver was Cole Custer. Last notable, our boy Alex Bowman. He was our pole sitter for the Daytona 500, but he sat all the way back because he was taken out in one of the accidents and he ended up finishing in 35th place. So that is your top 10. Those are your notables. So let's get into some NASCAR talk. Kenny, what stood out to you for the Daytona 500? Well, 15 laps in. Unfortunately, we tore up a lot of race cars, a lot, and a lot of good ones at that. An example, when you look at an Alex Bowman, who was in that early wreck, and quite a few others. Even Tyler Reddick is another one I thought was a had a really, really good car. Ryan Blaney almost made it through. He was close, but because it rained so much in Florida this past weekend, which is no surprise to anyone at this point in time, Ryan Blaney got into the grass and dug his nose in the front, and that pretty much killed the car, and that was all she wrote. Same thing with Daniel Suarez. I thought he was running pretty well early on, but yeah, he got collected, and there was really just nowhere to go when a a wreck like that happens with Almirola and and Bowman coming straight across the field. It's 
really hard to avoid that unless you were way, way back like Bubba was and how Denny was at the time. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty crazy thing. And obviously the finish that everyone has talked about and the hits from Kyle Busch and Brad Keselowski were just ridiculous. And I just want to say this on the record for anybody that's listening to this podcast. You can at me. I don't care. People were mad that they threw the caution at the end of that race. Here's one thing. If you see fire inside of a race car like how it was in that in those accidents with him and Austin Cindric, I think, who also got a pretty hard hit and caught on fire as well, you got to throw the caution. I don't care what you do. You, you just have got to throw the caution. That mindset of race it back to the caution has gotten people killed in the past. So listen, that wreck was already dangerous enough as it was. We don't need to make make things even worse. We just don't. So I think the way they caught they threw the caution at the end was made sense. It was a crazy crash and you just gotta throw the caution. There's just no doubt about that. Renee, before we jump to you, and I may be getting this confused because you know when you race almost every single day, it all starts to run together. But was that Austin Cindric during the duel number two or was it Daytona five hundred when his brakes caught on fire? And he just act like nothing was happening. I'm like, dude, get out the car. Get out oh, the car. Oh, Cole Custer. Oh, Cole, Cole Custer, Custer in the clash. Yeah. Oh, was that Cole Custer? Yeah, his car caught on fire in a clash and he didn't get out quite quick. <laughs> like, dude. But it almost looked like he was taking his time to just to get out, right? Like, I mean, eh, no big deal. You know, my car's on fire. <laughs> Ain't no way in the hell for me. I can tell you that. I'd be out that car in a, in a with a swiftness. There's no doubt. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I don't do smoke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't do fire either. I, I've been panicking. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Renee. So what were your thoughts on the Daytona 500? Who did you pick? Refresh my memory. I picked Maddie D. I was going with Maddie D. And um, my alternative pick was Ryan Blaney, actually, believe it or not. Blaney got taken out early. Yep, got they, tore yeah, up. Yeah. I was so mad because I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, man, me and Renee pick Blaney and 15 laps in the thing he's gone it's done deal I'm like damn that's that's rough (laughs) Chris Buescher too I think he got taken out as well the same crash so I'm like man I'm like there goes both of my picks I had an outlandish pick as it was not being Michael McDowell but when Buescher and Blaney got out I'm like well damn that's that's rough (laughs) yeah that's right, yeah, because I, I remember you you went with that, and we were like, oh, because because I, I think right off the bat when I said Maddie D, uh, that was the one that I was just like, well, I'm going to go outside the box, you know, it's it's Daytona, anything can happen, which obviously it did, but I didn't, I didn't realize that both my picks were going to go out so, so soon, but speaking off of that, the thing that stood out to me is obviously not just Michael McDowell winning, but if you look at the top five that, Tam, that you mentioned, it's Chase Elliott number two, Austin Dillon number three, Kevin Harvick number four, and Denny Hamlin number five. Those four guys could have easily won in any other form or fashion, but Michael McDowell and over those four guys, that's what Daytona's all about, and that goes to show you that, you know, hey, anybody could, could win a race if you're just at the right time at the right place, and you have a good car that could sustain a big wreck like that, especially at, at Daytona, and Michael McDowell obviously proved that, and we all know that you have to have certain things to kind of go your way to help that, but congrats to Michael McDowell and his number 34-14, congrats to, to all of them, and if you 
you look at the t the whole top ten, I mean, um, you you got a lot of guys in there that we normally don't see, and that's always nice to see, especially uh, in in these kind of races, especially like you know guys like Ryan Priest, uh, Chastain, uh, even Jamie McMurray was up there. So I mean, it's good to see you know some of these guys to get up there in the top ten that normally don't get up there. Well, I just want to pat myself on the back, and I want you guys to also virtually <laughs> pat me on the back because although. <laughs> Neither one of my drivers won. Let's give praise where praise is due. I picked Hamlin to win. He came in top five. Yep. I picked Austin Dillon as my alternative. He came in P3. That you did. And I picked Chase Elliott kind of sort of as my other alternative. And he came in second. So nobody, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on a limb. And maybe I shouldn't, but I want to know, did somebody bet money in Vegas on Michael Medal? Probably not. Oh, man. You, I, I saw one you person, actually, on Twitter. One person bet $10. They won, they won $810 off of that. You know No what? way. Are you serious? One person. I have to find it again and share it. But, yes, one person I found on Twitter actually just happened to bet on Matt Michael McDowell. I don't know. Wow. As a matter of fact, I'll take that back. Let me say this. He, for some reason, if you go back and look at the last couple super speedway races in Daytona in general, for some reason, the 34 has survived these things. I just don't know what he does. I never pay mind to him, except for when he's at a super speedway. No offense to him, but I'm just saying, that's where he's always typically still in the running order. When they, after that big crash happens, that 34 car is still in the pylon. So it's a weirdly, unsafe safe bet so whoever won that $800 congratulations to you but yes that's a weirdly safe bet super speedway betting is insane you just have got to go on a limb to do it at some point I'm not the one obviously for obvious reasons but for anybody else out there gambling <laughs> on super speedway racing listen if your girlfriend picks the random color car and it wins, guess what? I ain't going to be surprised. And congratulations on your money because it could happen. <laughs> yeah, you that, that that's for sure. And real quick, I want to just tell you guys, by the way, Michael McDowell was born December 21st, 1984, which makes him 36 years old. And he's out of Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, well, he's at least in his 30s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I stand corrected. Somebody won $800 thanks to Michael McDowell. But what Michael McDowell won is priceless because actually <laughs> when you look at the top 10, I know Jamie McMurray, which is crazy. Jamie McMurray has won all the big races, but I don't want to say his career didn't really amount to anything because that just wouldn't be polite. But Jamie has actually but won. But he didn't finish in the top 10. I mean, look, that's what I'm saying. He finished in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, he could easily won that race. And he came out <laughs> of retirement. So I'm not mad Shoot, at him. Shoot, he's won it. I mean, he's won it before. I remember when he won all the big races in one year, he won. Yeah, but well, that's, that's why I was going. Like, he's actually won <laughs> yeah. all the big races. But looking at that the top 10, such a you weird have year. Jamie McMurray has won the 500. Obviously, Hammond has won. Hamlin has. Obviously, Hamlin has won the 500 three times, but not three yep, times in a row. Almost got four. Almost got four. It was three times in a row. Almost got the fourth one. He would have been the first to do it. He would have been, but he wasn't. That's what we're talking about. Unfortunately. And then <laughs> Austin, of course, we know has won the 500. And Harvick, has Harvick won? Yeah. Nope. 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 No, actually, no. Actually, no. 2007. Never mind. Yeah. 2007. Look, I, I, I'm pretty good about, 
you know what people say restrictor plates but it's no longer restrictor plate tracks but yeah i'm, I'm pretty well versed on that because as you guys know talladega and daytona are my two favorite tracks after that would be i guess michigan i like fast tracks and speaking of fast tracks oh my goodness next week we're still at daytona but we're doing the road course did you guys notice how my voice changed you guys know how i've come around to road courses but it's still not my favorite thing so all you nascar fans out there calm down calm down it's just not my thing. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I like speed. And I feel like with road courses, you really just don't go fast because you don't go fast. Too much maneuvering. But I, I appreciate road <laughs> courses. So I will end it with that. <laughs> I don't know what else do we need to talk about. So much stuff happened. But I feel like I'm jumping into predictions. So if I'm missing anything before we head to predictions, and we're rusty just let me say that we we haven't done a full show in a minute so what well, you know I, tam i was about to say that too because I, i'm just gonna add on to that and i know and kenny you should already know this by now between all three of us and our fans who listen to all turns no break should know this about it it's usually going to take us at least about four races to finally get the rhythm back after that long break <laughs> well there are some podcasts that don't take a break i don't know how they do it personally I would yeah. jump out a window if we didn't take a break. <laughs> God, man. Yeah. No, I got it. We're not even in the same. We're not even in the same room, and I, I think I would just go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta. You gotta rest, man. Like I, I feel like I'm just speaking for myself, and I'm sure you guys share the same sentiment. But as a industry person, I guess I could say, right? When you go 38 weeks, because it's not just 36. That's including All Star and the Clash and all that. When you go 38 weeks straight and you get to November, you're going to do that last show. You're going to do that last race. And you just want to unplug just for a little bit. You just got to do it. It's the only way to be healthy and be sane to me. You know, your mental peace makes a difference. You just got to take a break. <laughs> I couldn't go 52 gotta. weeks straight. I, oh, I, I couldn't take, I couldn't do 52 weeks straight. I love NASCAR. Don't get it twisted, but I just can't do 52 weeks straight. I wanted to, you said something that triggered something industry shout out to everyone who joined us in the clubhouse app in our room or joined us on the clubhouse app in our nascar q a room thank you rocco and we are actually going to get rocco on the podcast again maybe next episode or the episode after that rocco is actually at the track again every week because he unretired to go back into doing some pit crew work in addition to all his other NASCAR jobs. I don't want to call them jobs, but yeah, you know, he's an ambassador for NASCAR. He had a show on MRN. Now he's back in the pits. He's doing a lot of great things with Rev Racing and NASCAR Diversity. But yeah, Rocco joined us. Danielle from NASCAR Entertainment stopped by. Kenny was there. It it was actually pretty cool because, you know, it was just well, NASCAR talk. Yeah. And then Chris, thank <laughs> you, Chris, and Sonny and everybody else who dropped in. So we will probably do it again next week. We're trying to get Renee on the Clubhouse app. So maybe we can get Renee to it's gonna jump in <laughs> with us as well. But yeah. Um Oh, I never say, um, I just said, um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Because <laughs> clubhouse makes me think of the word um, because people on clubhouse say um a lot, um a lot. Is that a word? I'm a lot. I'm a lot. I'm a lot. You know what? Today, we'll just let it slide. We're just going to add that to Webster's Dictionary. That's what we're going to do today. There you go. Okay. Kenny, Renee, what did I miss? We didn't really talk about Bubba, but I feel like the Bubba story has been beat in the head. Yeah, he was. And, and again, not dismissing anything in his accomplishments, but he became the first African-American to lead a lap at Daytona. There was the feel-good story of Ryan Newman returning back to the Daytona 500 after the horrific crash that he experienced one year ago, only to crash out again this year. If I'm not, I don't want to speak this into existence, but I could easily see Ryan Newman retiring after this season. You know what? I'm glad you actually said something about retirement. I think this kind of got swept under the rug because of all the 500 festivities is the Kurt Busch deal (laughs) yeah you know that that thing is interesting to me because aside from the video I thought to me this was something that a lot of people kind of anticipated already because when he signed that deal back with Ganassi I looked at it as okay he's either gonna do one or two things here if he's not competitive he's gonna hang it up if he happens to be competitive he happened to make the playoffs and then won at Vegas at his home track for the first time Gave him a little bit different energy about it. So I don't know if he's going to go another year. This is the last one or maybe a second year because my good friend, Dontre, who also joined us on Clubhouse, mentioned to me was, well, remember, he's been testing with the next gen car, which comes out next year. So maybe there's a another year out of him. Maybe so because of that or something of that nature or just because they NASCAR wanted veterans to test that car. Maybe that could be it. So that's going to be something to look forward to during the summer obviously with silly season really starts to kick up is around that time so it'll be interesting to see who it is and i can't even guess to who would fit the bill to be in in that ride for whatever year i just i I don't even have a guess at the moment honestly and lastly this was also the last daytona 500 with the current generation of car that's kind of crazy also got swept under the rug yeah they briefly mentioned everything that was going on with the next gen But obviously, because of COVID, everything's pushed back. So we'll see how it all plays out next year. You know, speaking of COVID, there was a lot of people in the stands, but I'm just going to chalk that up to being Florida. (laughs) Because I, you know, you guys know my (laughs) stance on everything with the Rona. I, this, if I don't go to a race this year, that will actually be my first time in probably a decade not going to the track. I just I just saw a lot of people without masks. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Especially when they were showing people in the sweet boxes, sitting in the suites. And I was just like, dude, one, two, three, four, five, no mask. And I knew that those people didn't know each other. But I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get the Rona. So I'm going to keep it safe. <laughs> and I'm going to double mask up. Okay, we have covered everything that I can think about. And of course, there are so many storylines, but in all honesty, you know, it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday when you guys hear this podcast. By then, as you know, the NASCAR cycle cycles fast. So instead of going over things that have been beat to death 
and the media will just keep it moving and we'll talk about some predictions. So, and I haven't said this in a long time, so I'm going to take a deep breath. (laughs) Okay. You guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head and my shoulders and all that. It is time for some predictions. (laughs) (laughs) That was different. (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Well, if you liked it, who you got? (laughs) It's time for Grace Predictions. All right. So here we go. I can tell you this. My pick is definitely not going to be Michael McDowell again. Uh... (laughs) However, I am going to pick Chase Elliott. I am going to go with Chase Elliott. I mean, he came in second at Daytona. I mean, I I can't see why Chase Elliott can't win this road course. Um, So I am going to go with Chase Elliott as my main pick. And my alternative pick, I'm actually going to go with uh, Denny Hamlin. I'm going to get back on the Denny Hamlin train there. And I'm going to write him as my alternative pick. uh, But I'm looking for Chase Elliott, the number nine, to be in the winner's circle. Those are my picks, and I'm sticking with them, Kenny. All right, so second prediction of the season, which is crazy to say, and we're at the Daytona Road Course, so we are not leaving Daytona just yet, nor Florida, but <laughs> last year in the Road Course in the summer, I thought it was pretty entertaining, and I think the clash was as well, and I'm actually, I'm going to use who should have been one and two in the clash, and for my main pick, I'm actually going to go with Ryan Blaney, who I thought showed a lot of pace under the lights in the clash and then of course the guy who ended up wrecking him coming to the line i'm going to go with chase elliott by default because he has won the last couple of road course races in nascar so i think he's an easy pick he's a became a hell of a road course driver over the last couple years or so so those are my picks i'm sticking to them so let's say you miss tam let's say me i have a question is AJ Amadinger going to be behind the wheel of a cup car for the Daytona road course? Not to my knowledge. No, I don't uh, think so. He'll be in Xfinity, but not cup. Oh, because I was going to say strange things can happen. I was just going to go with AJ Amadinger just because. But since he is not going to be <laughs> behind the wheel of a cup car, it's so crazy to see AJ bounce around the way he has. I know where I'm supposed to be giving my predictions, but will he ever make it back to a cup car full time? It'd be nice. Just a question. I don't. I don't think he wants to. I think that's what it what it oh, came okay. down to well, for him. Well, he doesn't want to. That's a whole different story. But just he's just that like out Jimmy. There. He he want more family time is what he said. He wants to kind of be more free. That's why he does the sports car stuff as well. Okay. All right. Can't be bad at him for that. Right. Who I'm not picking is Michael McDowell to win the Daytona Road Course. (laughs) (laughs) Who I am picking is my alternative is definitely going to be Chase Elliott. My winner, I feel like Hamlin didn't get it done. Okay, what if I picked Hamlin every race this season? Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not, but I'm just throwing well, that, it out there. Maybe I will, but yeah. Well, well, that, well that's one list pick during predictions we can do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I feel like Hamlin is going to redeem himself and get it done at the road course, even though he didn't get it done during the 500. And not that he is the super road course racer, but you know what? I'm just going to go with Hamlin and Chase Elliott as my alternative. 
Well, all right. Then those are our picks. What say you, fans of all Turns No Breaks? You got a pick? Send them to us. Hit us up on our social media across the board, at Turns No Breaks. Again, that's at Turns No Breaks across the board. Hit us up and let us know and what your picks are. For Tam, for my man Kenny, and for myself, we always appreciate your support of tuning in to All Turns No Breaks. And uh, remember, if you're going to stay in Daytona, make sure you wear a mask and don't get the Rona. On behalf of all three of us, have a good evening. Enjoy this podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next All Turns No Breaks. See y'all. Be safe. No Rona. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 